I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Apologies Accepted, the podcast, podcast, which I slurred, Um, and this is Apologies Accepted, the podcast, as opposed to Apologies Accepted, the movie, and Apologies Accepted, the book, and Apologies Accepted, the TV series, which are all coming soon. Right, yeah. Yeah, Theo's working on those. As soon as we write them. (laughs) As soon as you write them. (laughs) Oh, that's very much a we project. (laughs) So, hey, Theo, how are you? Juliet. I am fine. It is good. We're in Palm Springs on, like, mm, feels like permanent vacation, but only because it's a resort area. Um, Nice. Yeah, it's it's hot, but it's nice. I'm jealous. I want to be in Palm Springs. You and everybody should be jealous because it has been (laughs) a a week of, what should we eat? What should we eat again? What should we look forward to eating? Anyone to LA to eat. Right. Where do we go to eat? That's um, so nice. What shall we drink? What do you want to drink? Let's drink everything. Okay. <laughs> oh, so last night we went out, um, and it's the first time I've been out um, in a crowded bar. Oh, my. In a year and some odd months, right? So since really? the pandemic hit, right? Um, and, I mean, small bar, um, must have been like 300 people, no mask, shoulder to shoulder, the old lake, you know, Crowded disco. I mean, it wasn't really a disco floor, but just imagine that kind of crowd, right? Wow. Um, And it didn't feel weird at all. It felt It felt completely regular and normal. And so much so that when I saw somebody with a mask on inside the club, I was like, oh, lady, who are you kidding? Wow. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, because we're recording... On Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., yes, I yeah. said uh, to James and Terry, "Hey, I have to be in bed by 10:30. You know, this is like <laughs> nine o'clock, right? And I got a bunch of no, you can't. Why are you gonna go out? Yeah, yeah, me. You always go to bed so early. And I was like, listen, uh-huh. I have one thing in my life that I have to show up for <laughs> on time, prepared, and ready. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to honor that commitment." To myself, to the uh-huh. Godhead within me, right, um, <laughs> and uh, and and it's just my obligation. Like this, this is what I have to do. Um, yeah. And they were like, "No, you're mean. You can't. I was like, Why the fuck do you need me to stay awake? Yeah. Do you only exist if I see you? That's right. <laughs> well, that's I can't have fun without you, obviously. Oh, no, that's quite the opposite. Everybody has fun <laughs> the minute I'm gone. Right? They just want me around so they can tell me about all the fun they had while I was in the bathroom. Aww. Oh, so we saw happened? a woman in a gorilla walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so did you stay or did they did they let you leave or did they come I, home with you? Or? So, I need to know. So I'm one of those horrible people where it's like, uh, three vodka soda waters later, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, hey. I'm staying forever. <laughs> oh, podcast. 
<laughs> well, you seem quite chipper for having been totally drunk last night. Uh, well, up late. no, not totally Good drunk. Just um, oh, okay. What's a what's a nice fun word like? Tipsy. Stronger than tipsy, but you know, not blackout. I guess it's called drunk. <laughs> I only have two two ends of the spectrum that I ever inhabit. Tipsy and blitzed. Tipsy and blackout. <laughs> There's no Both point in drinking. Fun. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> totally. So that's great. Um, I'm so glad you are taking a break because you needed one after everything that's been going on. We all need a break after everything that's been going the on. The world, you guys break. in particular. So, um, so that's awesome. And you sold your house. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, and I'm just going to say, the stress levels of selling a home. Who would have ever thought that little tiny things like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, Make sure the house is cleaned when you move out would become these <laughs> massive, like, red flag waving. They're unreasonable, right? Uh, um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, we, are, we are done, and it is so nice to know that the house is going to a, um, uh, a new owner who will love it and value it in the same way that we have. And I couldn't be – they're very excited – we're very happy for them. It's a it's a win win, and why not make Good. it a win win? It's totally a win win. Yeah, it's a there's win-win. no other way to look at it. I really. win more, but it's a total win for you. But it's also a win for them because they get a they get a nice house. I mean, there's no there's no arguing with that fact. Exactly, it's a lovely house. And really, they won more. So. But there you go. <laughs> it's fine. That's why it's a win win. So you're going to be going back to Austin and find a place to live and all that kind of stuff. What? That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, my life is permanent vacation. No, 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 no. I don't see why not. I would totally stay in Austin and make someone else do the moving and everything for me and have James find the house that you're going to live in. And, and then I, mean, just I would show stay up. In, not in Austin, in Palm Springs. And yeah, and then just show up in Austin when everything's ready for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> have your people take care of it all. So. Show up and dust. <laughs> don't even dust. You got people for that too. Um, uh, but yeah, congratulations again. So that's awesome. Hooray and, for me. Uh, What's going on with you? As far as me, I've done absolutely nothing. Although I am planning a trip to Morocco with my cousin, which is going to be oh, totally fun. You've done so absolutely never... nothing other than plan a trip to Morocco. Well, uh, you know, yeah, basically. <laughs> and work, 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 work. So I deserve two weeks off in March to go to, to, go to um, wherever I'm going. Uh, Marrakesh and Fez and I don't know where all yet but um, it'll be fun and we'll get private tours and things like that so it won't be you know um, totally 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 touristy but it'll be pretty touristy considering we're white women going to to Morocco and we need a little bit of guidance um, yep. once we get there we will have it so it'll be good you're gonna you're gonna have a great time and remind me that I need to give you the name of this shop uh, in Marrakesh, it's a okay. women's collective, um, and the it's for battered and abused uh, women Ooh. who have left their husbands for families, and they awesome. live in a shelter, and they oh, yeah. make linen shirts and napkins. Oh, totally up my alley. Yes, and so here's, I'm one of those terrible people. It's like you can never say anything that I don't have a story for, right? <laughs> So my friend Kristen was like, oh, you're going to um, Marrakesh, you, la, la, the Women's Collective? And I was like, awesome. That is exactly my speed. That yeah. is what I want to go and see and do. 
And so I yeah. walked in and there was a woman in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. And uh, she came up to me and in French, right? And which I speak right. zero of. Right. was like, hello, you know, good morning. And what can I help you? What are you looking for? And I was specifically looking for linen dinner napkins for Kristen, which is why she nice. gave me the name of the shop. She was like, I need six of them and they have to be white. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Ideal. I'll, I'll go do that for you. Um, yeah. And so went in and I found six napkins and uh-huh. nothing was priced other than some shirts. And the mm-hmm. shirts that I saw had like a 65 euro tag on them. And I was like, 65 huh. euros for a handmade linen shirt. Okay. Yep. This is huh. great. Uh-huh. And so I took these napkins up to the register and yeah. um, from her wheelchair, she punched in the figures into the cash register and then told me it was 200 euros. Wow. For the napkins? For the napkins. Holy for shit. six linen napkins. Oh my God. And that's exactly what I said in my head. Like, holy I said shit. that out loud. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> no, Did you say it because to you know what? You, you can't tell a woman in a wheelchair in a shelter for battered oh, women that her napkins cost too much money. I'd be like, are you supposed to bargain anyway? I don't know how that works. Uh, it felt like a real legitimate shop. Um, and okay. Maybe, maybe there was some, but they I must be beautiful napkins. They, I mean, they were, they were no more beautiful you than what you could get on Amazon. Some from Amazon. But here's the thing. It was, it was for the cause, is what I told myself as I handed <laughs> okay, over okay. money. Okay. Yeah. So that's my story. Um, <laughs> that's a great story. I can't wait to have that happen to me when I go. <laughs> just be prepared, right? And I'll be like, $200. Holy shit. And you know what? I'll bet uh, to this day that woman's like, oh my God, I charged that poor man 200 It was 20 <laughs> Probably. <laughs> awesome. So did you guys, when you went, well, we should talk about this off the podcast. <laughs> like, Welcome to our new so podcast. What exactly did you do? Yeah. Going to Morocco by Theo and Juliet. Um, oh, we forgot to say, um, I'm not Theo. Oh, I'm not Juliet. As, as always. Not going to Morocco with her. And I'm sad. No, unfortunately, you're, you're not. But um, you've already been. So screw you. Um <laughs> I'm going with my cousin, who is my um, like like a sister to me, and she's my um, my twin, my mother's identical twin's daughter. So we're oh wow! So she is actually really like a sister to you. She's genetically my half sister. Yes. So there you are. Um, uh, I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> That's a bad sign for this episode. <laughs> this podcast. I'll have things to say about the podcast uh, topic, but I have nothing more to say about my life because it's just that dull. Um, but today we are going to talk about Billie Eilish. And I'm sure that everyone listening knows much more about Billie Eilish already than I ever will. Um, she is 19 years old. When she was a child, uh, which is not very long ago, she was homeschooled by her parents, both of whom are also musicians. And they're like, her mother was a teacher and an actor, and her father is an actor, and they're these very creative, smart people. So that's where she gets a lot of it. Um, And she wrote her first song at 11. And I mean, you know, I can imagine, you know, I probably wrote my first song at three, but it was a piece of shit. And I'm sure her first song was was lovely. So um, her brother, who's three or four years older than she is, wrote a song for his band called Ocean Eyes um, when she was, when uh, Billy was 14, Billy Eilish, um, and she recorded it, 
and they uploaded the song to SoundCloud, and it got hundreds of thousands of listens in the first two weeks. Isn't that interesting? Because I did a little bit of research on Billie Eilish because I don't know anything about her, and I tripped over the same story, right? Yeah. Except yeah. she wrote the song, and it was for, really? her, it was for her dance teacher who asked her to write a song so that he could choreograph, right? Really? Yeah. And so what this is, okay, so this is weird, right? Yeah. And I've got to say, I'm feeling a little played by Billie Eilish. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see, right, as we go through this. But so my, my source for the Ocean Eyes, the origin of Ocean Eyes, the song that got uploaded to SoundCloud, um, comes from Billie Eilish in a, it was either Vogue or Rolling Stone interview. Huh. Yeah. I think my source was Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Wah, wah. This, what does that mean? Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> it means Wikipedia is great and then terrible. Um, oh. So you can't always trust everything. But I don't know. Let me look it up real quick and see what... I mean, it's really important that we know how this song was written. <laughs> well, we can't and, possibly proceed with the podcast. And also whether or not Billie Eilish is a a genius uh, Gen Z internet manipulating maven. So Wikipedia says Phineas had written and produced Ocean Eyes originally for his band. Um, and then Song Facts says it's by Billie Eilish. RepublicWorld.com says it was written by Phineas. But different people are saying that Phineas wrote it. Um, I don't know. There's there's no telling. Are you sure it wasn't a different oh, you song know what? Let me, Okay, let me take this back. So you're right. Um, okay, so... Sorry, everybody. This is what I get for relying on my memory. Um, so Phineas <laughs> wrote and produced the song Ocean Eyes in their bedrooms. Um, yeah. And the song was meant for Eilish's dance teacher who'd ask for a song to choreograph a routine to. But it went viral essentially overnight. And the industry came calling the next day. Um, okay. And yeah, that's that's where I'm kind of like my, my bullshit meter is ticking. Um, yeah, because it just feels like this mythos is yeah. being created. Um, it does. I mean, how how would a song get hundreds of thousands of listens in two weeks? How how does that happen? Well, I mean, on one hand, Without you would say like, publicity. "Oh my god, if this song is so amazing!" And I listened to Ocean Eyes, and it was pretty. It's a nice song. And yeah. it was in the vein of songs that I like, right? Uh-huh. But it, on no level did it speak to me to the point where I was like, "I've got to tell my friend to listen to this song." So right. I have zero idea. Um, and I know shit oh. happens organically. And, and I'm it does happen. All into it that. It could happen. could be um, true. But does it? I don't know. <laughs> 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 so we do know that Billie Eilish was then picked up and packaged by a company called Platoon, which is basically a record label, but they don't take as much money from their artists as record labels do. And Platoon is basically since, has since been bought by Apple. Um, she also got a publicist and got somehow maybe through the publicist connected to Chanel, who helped her form her, her overall initial image, which seems to me to have been that of a sort of a gothy over eyeliner teenager with green and black hair. Um, but we'll talk more about her image later, unless you want to talk about it now. Oh, no, no, not not at all. Um, okay. Uh, because, you know, I'm going to say 
things like, oh, she reminds me of X. Oh, that's a straight, right. you know, uh, re reiteration of artist not why right yeah um, exactly we'll talk about that for sure um, as we go on and um she so she's this gothy teenager and her first album which is called when we all fall asleep where do we go was inspired by the movie the babadook <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> i don't know how that happened it doesn't seem very babadooky to me but oh whatever and um since her vogue cover her image has totally changed and now she's sort of a classic blonde right blonde bombshell she's gone from exactly um goth teen to uh yeah beautiful blonde bombshell blonde bombshell um, absolutely yeah she and people very, have thoughts and feelings pretty. about all of that of course they do yeah um despite the boat cover i did not realize that she was as famous as she is i thought she was like um so, well, I was, I was going to list another artist, but I don't know how famous that artist was either. So um, <laughs> I thought she was, as you were saying earlier, just sort of a niche artist that, that people, um, some people are very into. But um, she has received numerous awards, including seven Grammy Awards, two American Music Awards, two MTV Europe Music Awards, three MTV Video Music Awards, two music-related Guinness World Records, one Brit Award, and three Billboard Music Awards. And in 2019, she was placed on the Time inaugural Time 100 Next list. She is the youngest person, second person ever, and first female artist to win the four main Grammy categories, which are Best New Artist, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Album of the Year in the same year. So she thinks that she would be called a rap artist if she were black, and she doesn't think she's pop at all. But I think she's oh, about no. as poppy as no, I've listened get. to a handful of her songs, and on Some of no them are kind level of rappy, would she be a rap artist. But no, I think maybe R&B yeah, if she were black, but not not rap. And certainly she's very pop. She's super pop. It's, it's a blend of things, right? But Yeah, um, it's modern pop. Yeah, I mean, fine. And it's it, on, no, on, no, on no level. Which would this qualify as rap? I don't think so. But she does have a beautiful voice. I will give her that. She has a beautiful soprano voice. And Doreen St. Felix, or Sao Felix, of The New Yorker, called it a husky slurring voice that she can thin out to reedy, which I think is, is pretty accurate. And a lot of her earlier songs in particular are similar to each other, and they, they have similar phrasing. But some of the later ones, like Oxytocin, are a little bit more jazzy. And I'm interested to see how she will use her voice as she gets older. Uh, there is definitely a template for Billie Eilish to follow in terms of what does she do with not only her image, but with with her production. What what does a Billie Eilish sound, sound song like? No. Um. Yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> without that this morning. How, how, how. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. Hopefully that template does not include her killing herself at 27. Oh, well, so she has already said that 27 yeah. is ancient. <laughs> but it was like, honey, you have no idea. Get ready. She's so young. She's so young. I remember and when I, I even, felt the same. I know. Even her songs are just, the, the songwriting is so, so young. It's but so she's young. Very cute. I know. Ocean eyes, your ocean eyes could hypnotize. <laughs> what a surprise, your ocean eyes. <laughs> No, I like that song. When I they smile, sweet song. Yeah. So yeah, when they smile. I um, when I started researching this podcast, I didn't know anything about Billie Eilish, and I really wanted to like her. And then the more I researched it, I decided that I hated her. And then this morning, I was listening to some of her songs, and I thought, you know, these aren't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm back to kind of wanting to like her again. So I watched a couple of uh, videos 
with yeah. um with Billie Eilish, of course, duh. And mm. uh I found her really annoying in real life. Right. Now I get a lot. Oh, of did you watch the documentary? No, because that was two hours and thirteen minutes of my life that oh my I was God. never going to get back. I could only take it for about ten minutes, and then I was like, "These people are super annoying." Well, <laughs> right, and so super annoying, right? Real punky, uh, and not in a like punk rock way, but yeah. just in a just in a skateboard punk yeah, yeah. way, right? And um, and. And what she had to say, there was very little of it that I found to be intriguing or interesting or, or specifically Nothing. clever or insightful. I'm asking for no. a lot from a 19-year-old I know, right? Um, but then when I started reading pieces on her by uh, music journalists, so Rolling Stone, yes. well, folks, not music, but um, I, w- I got back into, oh, I really like her. So there's yeah. a lot about the structure of her life, Um and and her artistic process that I resonates with me on a personal level where I'm like, oh, this is the kind of daughter I would love to have, right? Right. That I would love to have raised. Um, yes. I just wonder how much of that is the packaging and how much of the writing is her brother. And the, I mean, that's a sexist thing to say, kind of. But um, I just wonder how much of, of the story that we're told about her is authentic. Well, so in the... In, in the way of famous brother and sister duos, and I bring you, ladies and gentlemen, Donnie Marie Osmond, Sonny and Cher. Um, I told you kidding about Sonny and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that fire out before it started raging. No, it was a joke. That was just a dumb joke. But um, let's look at uh, Karen and Richard Carpenter. Yeah. Right. You know, she had a beautiful voice. Did she write Sorry. songs? Maybe, probably, yeah. Uh, was he a genius piano player? No. But, I mean, could he write some songs? Yeah. Yeah. And so, on some... I'm sure there are others that I'm not thinking of, right? Because the other day when I was thinking about brother and sister singer-songwriters, I felt like yeah. there were ten. Um, yeah. But now I, I can only know. really I think of the Carpenters. Um, you know, yeah, the kind of the behind-the-scenes guy is the one right. that's doing a lot of the behind the scenes work and then you've got the the front and that is typically usually the system the image yeah interesting okay so i'm going to um, throw them in that sunny and share camp and <laughs> i'm going to say at this point that i do like some of billy Eilish's songs i like i like ocean eyes i like some of the other ones they're catchy they're 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 sweet um, the videos are interesting, and in the documentary, the little bit of the documentary that I watched, they um, showed her um, creating one of the video, um, one of the videos. So talking, having her mother pose for the how she wanted to do the video, and and you know, sort of acting out the way the video was going to be. And then I this morning saw the video that was the result of it, and it was actually good. So. Um, so she has some talent, obviously, um, unless that all was made up and somebody else wrote the video and just Oh, her. no, I, um, I have the real feeling that, and because I have this feeling, it makes it 100% true. Absolutely. Um, that they are legitimate, real people, and this is all 100% them. Um, okay. The bits that I picked up about her family and their it, uh, interplay, right, mm-hmm. it feels... Um, I'm going to use the word legitimate again, but I was yeah. thinking about this this morning. Remember Balloon Boy? Yeah. Right? And the family 
that yeah. faked that their son had that he had taken some off six year old crawled into a giant hot air balloon and it went across the state of Arizona or whatever for like six hours yeah. and the whole uh, nation was just like oh my god there's a six year old five thousand feet in the air right and we watched yeah. that balloon come down and and then the kid was found and and everything was great um, and the family was like. Oh my God, we're so scientific. This was just an experiment we were doing in our backyard. We're so goofy. And it was 100% faked, right? It was a giant hoax. I think that the dad went to jail over this, I think. But I don't know. They had to pay money for all the uh, police and fire trucks and all that 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 were involved. And, And that was fake, right? But Eilish's family feels real and is what this... Uh, balloon boy's family was pretending to be. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Um, I'm willing to buy that Billy Eilish is an authentic talent. Okay. And- <laughs> Good. Now I've made that case. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks yeah. for listening. So the reason that we're here talking about Billy Eilish, if anyone was curious, is that um, so everyone knows that there's been a rise in anti-Asian hate crimes during the pandemic and partly due to that asshole whose name I won't mention who blamed the the pandemic itself on the Wuhan flu or the Kung flu or whatever he was calling it um so so among all this um Billie Eilish made an apology in June for a several years old TikTok video that showed her mouthing an anti-Asian slur and apparently imitating an Asian accent so at the time she was 13 or 14 so this was several years ago um and she was lip-syncing to a song called fish which i haven't listened to by tyler the creator who she's called one of her major influences you're in luck because i listened to that song oh did you well i read the lyrics okay (laughs) that's close so was it was it was it bad well yeah oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah was it bad i'm i'm going to say i mean we will get into billy eilish's apology right yeah um and, and I'll, we'll, we'll circle back on this. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So the TikTok that, um, where she was lip syncing to the song called Fish um, went viral to the usual reaction, um, which caused her to, um, to apologize. And we'll read the apology in a bit. Um, but also just last Friday, which was July 9th, 2021, an interview from 2018 with Montreality surfaced in which Billy was asked what her favorite cartoon character was. Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so um, Billie Eilish chose Cindy McPherson from the Boondocks, who is a white girl with a black scent, who has many stereotypically black interests and is oblivious to racial issues. And Billie Eilish explains in the interview, I think my favorite character honestly would be Cindy from the Boondocks. That's like me. That's me if I did all the things I thought about doing. If I didn't have good judgment. But who knows if I have good judgment. Oh, I can tell you, (laughs) Billie. Me, 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 me. Let me help you. Yeah, not so good. Um, she praised Cindy's badass reputation and mentioned several times how much she loved the fact that Cindy always defended her friends. Um, so um, before I go on more about uh, examples of this, I just want to mention that if you didn't know, which you probably did, um, Billie Eilish wears baggy clothes. Um, she says it's to direct attention away from her body, but in all honesty, her style of dress echoes black artists like Aaliyah, the Brad, TLC, Rihanna, and Missy Elliott. Oh, 100% um, Missy Elliott, for sure. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's just this, the same sort of outfits. And I, I don't think, I sh- it may be in part to direct attention away from, from her body, but uh, which is not stick thin like women are supposed to be. Um, but as her latest evolution into a bo- blonde bombshell shows, she does have a very um, conventionally attractive shape. 
Well, she has um, she has gorgeous eyes, and yes. she's young, young, young skin. I'm so jealous. Yes. Yes. Um, what are they calling that? Androcrine? No, that's not it. I don't know. What are all the Q people saying that um, Hillary Clinton drinks out of babies? Um, oh my God, I don't even know. Anyway, she beautiful, beautiful, young, healthy, vibrant, right? Um, yes, she's lovely. But she is wearing a corset. Yes. Well, I so mean, which is, is fine, some... but... <laughs> it, it says something if you're wearing a corset. Um, what does that say? I mean, well, the, the... she Go will ahead. tell you what that says. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Finding S and here, all these notes. I have the... Oh, here we go. Um, so she does have something to say about the corset. And um, what she explained in an interview with Vogue, um, and I'll just quote straight from the article, although Eilish wanted to explore the beauty of the corset, the shapes, lacing design, she was also drawn to the original restrictive function. If I'm honest with you, I hate my stomach, and that's why. She thinks that's shallow. I disagree. This is the writer speaking. Um, it's hard enough for anyone to negotiate the conflict between intellectually rejecting patriarchal beauty standards and hardwired hardwired personal frustration, let alone when you're one of the most scrutinized teenagers in the world and your body is, as Eilish calls out, your deepest insecurity. So, Mm. you know, fair enough. Um, She wanted to be pretty and she wanted to fit into those beauty standards for this photo shoot. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, we could go on about that for a long time, but let's not. (laughs) Well, maybe you could. I I have zero idea okay. or anything but i'm a guy and it's a different <laughs> it's a different world for me yay <laughs> so she talks about also um personas um in an interview with vogue she noted that several artists that she likes like tyler the creator and lana del rey uh excel at making honest music that's nonetheless filtered through alter egos or personas she made a distinction between that kind of character-driven writing and that of other less quote authentic artists she said there's a difference between lying in a song and writing a story There are tons of songs where people are just lying. There's a lot of that in rap right now. It's like, I got my AK-47, and I'm like, what? You don't have a gun. That's posturing, and that's not what I'm doing. But according to Rob Dozier at Paper Mag, what's most frustrating about these comments from Eilish is not just that they demonstrate an ignorance of the facts that contribute to hip-hop being able to resonate with so many, but rather the fact that artists can find inspiration in hip-hop and other forms of black cultural expression, borrow from it, and experience a level of success that young black artists rarely ever reach. What it also illustrates is that a perceived closeness to black culture doesn't translate to a greater understanding or desire to understand the lived experience of black people. Yeah. Uh, Zariah Taylor, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's just it's that classic story of um, white artists borrowing from black experience. Black culture, like uh, Justin Bieber, and did Justin Bieber get shit for it? I don't know. Or am but, I thinking uh, of Justin like Timberlake? Elton, jo- Elton oh. John, not Elton John, Elvis. <laughs> they Elvis. both start with an E L, oh. and so they're the yeah. same person. Um, right. Yeah, um, but you know, Elvis did, didn't get any shit for it. Well, not not in the day, right? Not it, in the day. He got praise for like. And the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you could just go on and on. And they did not get any shit in the day for right. stealing from exactly. black artists. And, you know, now they, now, you know, we have a different um, understanding of the evolution of music, uh, you know, Ameri- right. of the American music scene. <laughs> um, Zariah Taylor in Vox Atlanta says, from her style to her accent, Billy has hopefully inadvertently taken much of her persona from black people 
Billy style, which is reminiscent of black style icons such as Aaliyah and Dapper Dan, features hoop earrings, chains, Jordans, oversized baggy designer clothes, and gaudy acrylic nails. In addition to her clothing, one of the things that has helped Billy establish herself is her personality. Billy's mannerisms and slang can be seen as derived from black culture. Billy not only uses African-American vernacular English, but she also uses a black scent, something that her brother, who was raised in the same household, does not have. So she's clearly taking from black culture, and uh, it's not something that her family was raised with. So I would say that's inauthentic, um, regardless of what Billy says about it. Um, and she, Billy, has credited her style to black artists, and she's agreed with critics who have said that if she were black, she wouldn't have won as many awards. And she's even gone on Instagram to call out people who say all lives matter. So I wouldn't say that she is is overtly racist or consciously racist. But I think there are some problematic things with her style. I I would say that she is 19, but really we're looking at her when she was like 17, right? And she's and just younger, imitating yeah. the the inspirations, the heroes, the you know, the people that she likes listening to, the artists that she yes. respects and may not have appreciated the it's not even nuance. Right, it just just didn't appreciate the appropriation. Yeah, yeah, no, she didn't, and I mean, I I can't blame that all on her age because I think, you know, even when when I was young, which was a long time ago, and was listening to, I was around her age and was listening to uh, Public Enemy and things like that. I knew better than to mouth certain words, and not just the N word. Um, it, oh, what I other think, words? Well, I mean, like if they're, uh, they'll cut tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say. It. Can you type them? I can't say them. No. <laughs> can, can you spell them? Like, I'm, I'm curious. Even, like, even the word that she used, I wouldn't have used. Oh well, I mean, fair enough. There, um, I've just always found that a dumb word. Sure, it's dumb, but it offends people. So I'm not going to say it. Right. right. But, okay. Yeah. So, so you're, you're and, not saying words that offend people. Got it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of words I can't say, <laughs> except for <laughs> any more that's any words. word. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say swear words, but that's it. Um, should we talk about her apology itself, or do we want to talk more about anything else? Um, you know, I'm going to say that uh, before we move into the apology, there the bit that I kind of miss is how is she so famous, right? Yeah. But maybe we dive into the apology and the the discussion around how is she so famous will come up after the, afterwards because sure. the only reason we were talking about Billie Eilish is because she's so famous and we are two people who didn't know who she was last week I mean yeah I knew she was a singer I could have named a song or yeah. two right yeah but could I have given you anything else no well, we're obviously not her target market. I mean, she's obviously going out for the young people, and we're clearly not young anymore. She is missing <laughs> out. Missing out. And I don't know about you, lady, but I am still a trendsetter. I of stayed course. up until 1130 last night. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, so, okay, let's talk about her apology. Okay. I'm not going to read most of it, but not all of it. Uh, it starts out, I love you guys, and many of you have been asking me to address this, and this is something that I want to address because I'm being labeled something that I am not. There's a video edit going around of me when I was 13 or 14 where I mouthed a word from a song that at the time I didn't know was a derogatory term used against members of the Asian community. I am appalled and embarrassed and want to barf that I ever mouthed along to that word. 
This song was the only time I'd ever heard that word, as it was never used around me by anyone in my family. Regardless of my ignorance and age at the time, nothing excuses the fact that it was hurtful. And for that, I am sorry. The other video in that edited clip is me speaking in a silly gibberish made-up voice, something I started doing as a kid and have done my whole life when talking to my pets, friends, and family. It is absolute gibberish and just me goofing off, and it is in no way an imitation of anyone or any language, accent, or culture in the slightest. And then it goes on about that for a bit, blah, blah, blah. Um, my heart is broken. Uh, I'm sorry I caused hurt to others. Um, I did not mean for any of my actions to have caused hurt to others, and it absolutely breaks my heart that it is being labeled now in a way that might cause pain to people hearing it. I not only believe in, but have always worked hard to use my platform to fight for inclusion, kindness, tolerance, equity, and equality. We all need to continue having conversations, listening, and learning. I hear you, and I love you. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Which so, that's reasonable. is a very, yes, reasonable, um, well-thought-out um personal apology, particularly for a 19-year-old. I don't know that yeah. at 19, mine would have been quite as wholehearted. I think I think she had some help writing it. Um, I, the, well, she the, for sure had some experience with people apologizing for racist statements because five days earlier, her boyfriend released a statement on um, Instagram, I believe. The kids call it these days. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and although it's a very different apology from what Billie Eilish put, she certainly was aware that sometimes people have to apologize for, you know, a racist thing they may have inadvertently said in her case. Yeah, so her boyfriend is Matthew Tyler Vorce. He's 29 years old, boo. Um, and he also apologized around the same time for saying racist and homophobic things on social media. Um, and Billie Eilish's people had no comments about his apology, but I think that her apology came out uh, uh, very close to the same time. Uh, um, yeah, but just a you know a handful of days later. Um, which, and I find this thing, this is still about her apology, so it's going to sound like yes. I'm a bit off track, but... But I found this whole thing about her apology um, intriguing because she has a new album coming out uh, on July 30th of this year. Yeah. So yeah. just a few days away from in the future, it's coming out. Um, and so how did this TikTok video get released? Why? Who in the world would sit down and look at all of Billie Eilish's Instagram videos and and tweets and photos and pull out the racist bits, right? Specifically uh -huh. the, the Asian racist bits. Um, it's not a big question of like, why do that? But in a way, why do that? And I was like, does this guy, is this a PR thing? Did somebody like, uh -huh. Hey, let's, let's get this out here so you can apologize for it and move on. Right. Maybe. Um, but what I think happened is that her boy, somebody was like, Oh, I really love Billie Eilish. Oh, she's dating this guy. Let's buy on him. Google stock, Google stock. And then tripping right. over what he has said in the past. So he said some um, not horrific things, but he's he's uh, used the N-word with the soft A ending, right, uh -huh. uh, in tweets. And he's used the uh, gay slur with an F um, in a oh. few tweets, but not okay. necessarily calling anybody a name, but he's, he's used right. that language, right? Right. Um, and he said uh, something about um, Adele. Uh, I was going to call her Odell. Hi, America. That's uh, and world. That's my dog. Uh, and he said something about Adele, 
who for some reason I really want to call Odell, um, <laughs> about her weight, right? Oh. And, oh. Uh, well, he said she looked like the British Miss Piggy. Right. Aww. So not horrible, not the worst thing anyone's ever said, but you know, why, why are you going to talk about uh, Odell's weight? Yeah. Right. right. Why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what did she ever do to you? Why do you care? So, right. um, all right, cool. And so maybe what happened was one of her fans found out, oh gosh, he is terrible. And she's dating this terrible, horrible, racist, you know, homophobic guy. And then went trolling through her stuff and tripped over this. But the the Could videos be. that started it all are tightly edited clips of her mouthing the C word for Asians, um, speaking in. I heard it. It didn't quite sound black scent to me, but I'm going to take everybody's word for it that that's what it was. Um, and then a made up language that she uh, claims is not mock Asian language sounds. But mm -hmm. to me, certainly sounded like any eight-year-old pretending that they speak Mandarin. Right. Right. And so, you know, so that that all gets released. And that's what uh, that's what lights up TikTok and Twitter. And that's what prompts her apology. And I just find it very interesting that both her adult male boyfriend, of course, that's what yeah. boyfriend means is male, but a adult boyfriend at yeah, 29 years adult. old. This, right. There is so many alarm bells ringing, right? Get over uh, it. About, about yeah. this. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I give it a week. He's 10 years older. Sorry, not to oh be ageist, God. but, you know, the difference between 19 and 30. It's ooh. huge. It's slightly predatory on his part, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, and he's a nobody. He's just a nobody. And he's dating Billie Eilish. She's like the most famous woman practically, you know, bar several others in the world. Certainly the most so. famous 19-year-old in the world. Probably, yeah. Um, so her apology itself, um, when we look at the, the, the value of the apology, I think the fact that she was homeschooled could be used to explain how she was unfamiliar with the slur. I think that's a, a stretch, but maybe. You know, it, her family probably didn't ever use it. Maybe she didn't ever see it on television. I don't know. I'm possible. sure she comes from a, a very lovely, hippie, granola, crunchy, um, liberal family that does not use this type of language in the house. Yeah. Uh, but Eilish does. Why am I calling her Eilish? I don't know. I like saying that name. Um, she does credit the Internet with raising her. I mean, I was raised by a television yeah. set and TV dinners. So yeah. that explains me. Totally. Um, so if you <laughs> and she was raised by the internet, and I think she would have come across the slur. Hundred percent, so especially if you listen to her. I think she knew what she was doing. Yeah, and I, I, I do think she knew what she was doing, but I also recognize that she was very young, and I hope that we will all be forgiven for the things that we do when we're in our early teens, because we were not very smart. But our brains were not fully developed. That yes, that is, and that's all our parents' fault. They should have done better, <laughs> better jobs parenting us. <laughs> um, and so, you know, mom, thanks. This again is all on you. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Everything is mom's responsibility, of course. 100%. Um, so I rate this apology a five out of 10. So she does apologize, but she doesn't really take responsibility. And she claims that she didn't know what she was saying and that she wasn't actually mocking Asians. Um, she sort of acknowledged the impact her actions had. And she does say she'll continue to listen and learn, but she continues her appropriation of black culture. So I give it a five out of 10, which is not very high. 
I give it a six, and I give it a six because I'm with you on the five. My extra reason is um, it does feel like she wrote it herself. Maybe it went through, you know, a PR department somewhere, right? Undoubtedly. But it, it did feel personal. And so on that front, and she released it on her Instagram versus yeah. like giving an interview to the New York Times, right? right? So so that feels direct. And so an extra point for me, and Billy, I know you'll sleep well tonight knowing that you received <laughs> a 5.5 from Apologies Accepted on your apology. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do like her music, so I, I don't know that I like Now I'm back to not liking her so much. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that that's where this came out, but I do like some of her songs. I don't think I'm going to go out and buy her album or, you know, wait by the internet for her latest release, but, uh, I will listen to it and I will listen to it, um, once to see if there's anything on there that grabs me immediately. I am very much all about like the sad girl with the guitar. That's my music. Who's Um, your favorite sad girl with a guitar? Oh, Rachel Yamagata. Uh, I don't know her. Okay. Oh, sorry, Mariah. She actually is really a musician. <laughs> I'll have uh, to look into her. Uh, she's very poppy, but, you know, I, I do like her um, a lot. I joined her fan club, which was just an email list. Um, but, you know, for me with the Billie Eilish apology, I kind of feel like everybody's missing the boat here. Um, maybe that's a bad analogy to use since we're talking about the C word and Asians. Um, oh, that joke fell okay. flat. Boy, that was, that was a stretch. Let's, <laughs> we'll leave that in. Well, America, this is how I work when I am just on the fly riffing. Um, but the, the real issue for me isn't, oh, Billie Eilish said the C word. Everyone, you're upset at the wrong thing. Have you looked at these lyrics from Tyler, the creator, and this song, no. Fish? No. Okay. I mean, hi. Really? Let's get ready. I'm not going to sing oh, it. No. Here, we'll just start. Slip it in her drink, and in the blink of an eye, I can make a white girl look C-word. Don't know what to think, because oh last time I attempted this shit, the judge ordered me to see a shrink. Started with a link, intended her to meet me at the... Local odd future Wolfgang skate and rink. We will be uniquely in sync already um, fucking. And we only met last week. We're both young, not yet antique. La, 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 la. I mean, oh, and it and and then it just gets to places where. Um, sure, here we go. No, I'm not a freak. I'm merely a creep that neighbors by the creek say that my house stinks. It reeks of a street girl, streaks of red. We're going to stop right there. Um, it it gets it is a problem. It gets worse. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The wow. the p word and and the red and so you know this is it's very um, serial killer uh, inside the mind of a serial killer and and, oh. and yeah and it's okay. Yes, it's musical expression. It's artistic. I'm not here to say like uh-huh. that that can't be there, right? Right. Um, but. Uh, Hi. The real issue isn't that Billie Eilish um, mouth this word. It's right. that this guy's Probably writing a song about date, ra- date raping place. and mutilating women. Yikes. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know how famous he is. Do we know how famous he is? Well, Billie Eilish likes him, so he's pretty famous now. So, yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, I'm sorry I have learned about the song. Oh, same. Same, 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 same. <laughs> same. Like, as I was reading it, I was like, this is the fucking story. Not that she yeah. said this word, but that these words exist in this order at all. I bet he never apologized. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Of course and, not. Uh, He's probably still the same, writing the same type of song. Uh, could, now. Maybe this was a one-off. I don't know anything about him, and I, I didn't bother to, to learn anything further. other songs are about bunnies. bunnies. and roses. <laughs> True love. <laughs> right. Um, I, did, uh, I did look at the boyfriend, though, for a bit, because I was oh, yeah. like, all right, let's see. You, you're an adult, and you're dating a teenager. Um, cool. And... I guess it kind of works because you know that rule of like what's what's how young yeah, is yeah. too young today? Half plus seven. Bingo. We went to the so, same school. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like fifteen. Thirty, fifteen, twenty two. He should be so, dating somebody okay. who's twenty two and that She's a little young for him still. She is three years outside of outside of the That's allowable <laughs> the legally permissible right. range. <laughs> outside of the rule that we both grew up with. Right. Um, right. However, I knew that rule. I don't know. Um, oh, I probably knew that because I was a young person dating older people. Oh yeah, probably. Probably yeah, one too. of them told me. Yeah. I was just thinking now how how old would the people that we would date? How young could we date? And it's like thirty five or something. And I'm like, holy shit! What would I have to say to a thirty five year old? Exactly what I go to. <laughs> what would I say to a thirty five year old? And it's like they're not. You're not dating a thirty five year old to have conversations. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you would say to a 35 year old who cares but, i think 35 i don't know anyway go ahead carry on with whatever you. oh would no i hate say. that entire thought it's like oh, yeah, 35 sounds really old to me is that too young <laughs> <laughs> i think it's too young oh uh, yeah well whatever i'm not in any danger of dating a 35 year old so we're uh, we're <laughs> You're fine. married yeah um but so looking at the boyfriend um, yeah, he's an actor, right? Uh, he's been in a couple of things. Uh, he was in, I'm real excited about this one. He was in the remake of a Lifetime movie called Mother May I Sleep With Danger. I've heard of that movie. Yeah, originally it starred Tori Spelling in 1996. I think that's a classic movie. Well, it's a it's a classic Lifetime movie. Yeah. It's, um, it's just a classic Lifetime movie. But uh, in the update, which he plays Banquo's ghost, and I didn't bother watching this uh, movie, um, it, it, it's it been updated so that it is now uh, lesbian and vampires. <laughs> okay, great. So it's a young girl who goes away to college and meets a girl and falls in love and brings the girl home to her parents, and the girl's a vampire. Right, oh. and then I don't know what happens after that because okay. I was just like, lesbians and vampires. I mean, could you make it any sexier to a straight white male? Right. I don't know right. why the male has to be white there. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's I missed out on all of this. So, so that's Tyler the creator. No, that's her boyfriend. Let's let's now just trash Tyler the creator. Because uh, her boyfriend's middle name is Tyler, so maybe that's how I got confused. I don't know. Um, and for a quick comparison, I have his apology. Um, and oh, so yeah. he got called out on TikTok and Twitter for um, some of his old tweets. 
and his account used to be public because he's an actor. So yeah. your account's public. It's now private and locked down. Um, but he did post. I want to apologize for the things I wrote on social media in the past. The language I used was hurtful and irresponsible, and I understand how offensive those words are. Whether it was a lyric, a quote, or just me being dumb, it does not matter. I'm ashamed and deeply sorry that I used them in any context. It is not how I was raised. Well, I mean, clearly it was. And it is not what I stand for. I shouldn't have used this language in the first place, and I won't use it again. I am so sorry for the hurt that I have caused. I take full responsibility and continue to hold myself accountable for my actions. That's I mean, a reasonable apology. Yeah, by our standards, uh, he meets you know all the criteria. It's yeah. so great. As long as he's living living it out, whatever. I mean, the only thing I can point to... I mean, you know, if, if this was a story about him, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's a solid apology, fine, cool. Um, but you're dating a 19-year-old, so I have such an issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. It's yeah. just, yeah. Well, it is what it is. Nothing we can do about it. She'll learn. She'll break up with him, or he'll break up with her. Let's tweet about it. it all out. Apparently, if you do that, people <laughs> get real upset about stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much all I have to say about this this issue. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about about that woman, Billie Eilish. Um, that woman. Yeah, it's it's all rather. I mean, if you would ask me, will you ever do a Billie Eilish apology? I'd be like, what was she going to apologize for being so fantastic? Um, <laughs> and but I mean, you know, I, I'm taking that based off of all the stuff that I hear about her. The little bit of stuff that I hear about her, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say like, um, I think we're going to see a repackaging of Billie Eilish and I think we're going to see some careful, um, PR stuff coming out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. So do you have an apology? Are you sorry now? I am sorry now, and I am going to apologize for a joke I tried to make in this very episode about... <laughs> oh, that's about, cheating. And that, well, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, um, hmm, you really should have been listening to what your mouth was saying when <laughs> it was talking. <laughs> but I wasn't. I was like, oh, that's so clever. Look what I've done. And, um, oh, no, that wasn't clever at all. And so uh, I, I apologize. I... Um, that was quite inappropriate, and I'm I'm embarrassed. And I think we leave it in, right? especially now since it's my apology. Okay, sure. So I had a, an apology that I was going to make for something, and I remember thinking that it was something that was really personal, and did I want to put it on the podcast because it was so personal and I felt really bad about it, and I promptly forgot what it was. That is called a so. uh, defense mechanism. And That's good right. For you. <laughs> My defense mechanisms are working extremely well. Um, they're 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 ninety percent of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have to have, I'll have to do maybe two apologies next week <laughs> to make up for having forgotten my one. So well, sorry about that. We, we, I, I've been trying this whole podcast to remember it and I just can't. We will just say that um, my apology was enough for the both of us. Um, oh, thank you. So. Yes, I apologize for being on a podcast where somebody made a joke about Asians and boats. Yes, that was <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> it was, it was and, not a good joke. And like Billie Eilish, I was unaware of what I was doing while I was doing it. There. She didn't say that. Well, she did say that. Yeah, she did totally say that. She didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. But you, on the other hand, did. Well, <laughs> and I, on the other hand, am 
three times Actually, older sorry. than Billie Eilish. So, <laughs> yeah, I have uh, nine times less the excuse, if my math is correct. <laughs> Not nine times. Are you nine times older than Well, Billie? it works in inverse proportions because you don't know anything about math, Juliet. I don't. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to call Brent over and ask him how to figure this out. No. <laughs> My husband, <laughs> the man who understands math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, I think we're done for today. Is that right? Oh, yes. We are done for the day. Um, All right. Billie Eilish, you are have not a, being canceled. No. Have a great um, whatever you're going to have, everybody. This will come out on Wednesday. So have a great end of the week and then a weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>